Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannette. Yeah! We've been pre-funking for just a little bit. Couple of hours, to be honest. <laughs> and we're well, we're excited. Yeah, we're this excited and we haven't done this for a while. We are in the same room. Yes, we are in the same room. For the first time recording in what, six months? I think it's been since March. Seven months. At least. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. COVID can't stop us. <laughs> We've been safe. We're good. We're yeah. good. The wine helps. It clears out germs right. or something like that. Also, we, we're professionals in the same working environment, yeah, so we're, we're around always... each other anyway. So Yeah, so that's the thing. People are like, do you miss Gannette? Like, are, are you? And it's like, I see her every Tuesday and Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> and I talk to her all the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, I miss her on the podcast, yeah. but yeah. Like, I don't miss her as badly all, as all the listeners do. Exactly. Which, all the listeners really miss you. Aww. And I get messages all the time asking where you are and Aww. when you're coming back. And I know, and you I relay mean, those to me. And I do. I screenshot them. You do, because <laughs> like you guys know, I'm old school, and I don't know too much about all this social media <laughs> stuff. I mean, I know about it, but I don't engage as much. But um, yeah, Christina and I, on a professional level, we do see see each other mm-hmm. um but to reunite in this capacity is it's awesome so exciting and we don't get to drink when we're at work so no this we- is extra fun exactly exactly <laughs> and to all the listeners the messages she gets i mean it's just it's amazing it's so sweet and it really warms my heart to know people care and, and are concerned or question where the heck i've yeah, been and what's going at? on i know you're like this like deep dark secret <laughs> that i like keep hidden away and like i just bring you out to, like special occasions and it's like uh, well, well, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get there. We're going to get there. So, um, an update. I mean, what yeah. have we been doing? Um, a lot. I am balls deep in the remote learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stepson, well, I'm with him Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays to do remote learning. My husband is home with him Tuesdays and Thursdays. Which I'm super grateful that he's able to do that because I don't think that I could do five days a week. So the stepmoms that are in more balls deeper than me. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to create a term right here. Yes. (laughs) Like, oh God, it's rough. And I feel so bad for these kids that are just missing out on on normal being a kid. Um, Right. He just started Taekwondo, so that's exciting. Yay. Um, we finally got him into an extracurricular, which um, has been an ongoing thing with his, you know, mom for several years. 
Um, so we finally got that figured out, sort of. Uh, um, <laughs> she has yet to commit financially, which is that is the true tell sign <laughs> <laughs> if this is going to stick around. So, right, uh, right, but right. overall, he's enjoying it. Um, and as a stepmom who struggles, like I actively have to try it and relate to him mm-hmm. because he's a nine year old boy. Right who is academically and socially operating like a seven-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about stuff that's not interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care about Pokemon and Mario Kart and all this other shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I yeah. don't care. But I'm a good human being, so I act like I that, that I care. Sure. So all of a sudden, he is interested in Taekwondo, and he's talking about real life, and he's not talking about things that are make-believe. Mm-hmm. And he talked to me yesterday for like 15 straight minutes about Taekwondo, and I was looking at oh, him, wow. and it was like the most sincerest, purest <laughs> form of like interest yeah, that right. I've ever shown this child, because yeah. I am just looking at him in awe, like... You are talking about real life stuff. Mm -hmm. And that makes me so happy. Like, this is what I want for you. I want you to get out of your video games, to get out of your like comfort level and do something active and do something social, do something disciplined Mm -hmm. that is overall, I think, going to be really beneficial for him. So that was like, yes, okay. Yeah. You didn't have to just listen to the imagination and all of the, you know, ideas and creativity, which is an amazing thing. But you can engage in this conversation and dialogue about how interested and excited he is about Taekwondo. He'll He'll talk for like 20 minutes about a video game. And finally, I'm like, dude, dude, I need you to talk to me about real life. Tell me something about real life. And he'll be like, ugh. Okay, well, and then he'll tell me a fact, a random fact about an animal or something. And okay. I'm like, perfect. That's, That's great. fine. <laughs> Keep going. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's good. I'm glad he's interested and he's getting excited about an extracurricular activity, which also gives him a social outlet. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's super important right now with his lack of opportunity with school not being in session, happening. Yeah. Regular. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Followed along my romantic weekend on the Instagram. You saw some photos. So sweet. Um, Y'all are too cute. It was really exciting. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, that's like half of a decade. Like, that's a long time for me. (laughs) It's Mm the longest time I've ever been married. (laughs) Well. (laughs) It being my one and only marriage. Um, actually my husband was only married not to buy a mom, but he was married prior for like a year. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, babe, same Z's like, <laughs> yeah, not counting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Um, and your daughter got to be a part of that because she wasn't obviously around when you guys said I do. And yeah. so now you got to kind of relive that, the venue and the environment and her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, we got special. very mushy. It was very cool. And we have a photo. Um, it's one of the main photos that I shared on um, on Instagram of our wedding day with the with the crowd and the big tree and us, you know, um, standing together. We have that on a huge canvas in our living room, and my daughter has seen this her entire life, like mm-hmm. in the living room. And so 
when I told her where we were going, I was like, honey, we're going to, we're going to go camping and we're going to, we're going to go see this big tree. And so I'm like pointing to the tree or whatever. And so we get camping and she's like, mama, where's the big tree? Where's the big tree? <laughs> so we finally, well, actually funny story. I actually forgot which tree it was. Uh oh. And for the, uh, we're like in this romantic, loving place mm -hmm. and we're reliving you know, five years prior and the emotions and the vows, like we're like, you know, really feeling nostalgic. And I'm expecting this really romantic moment. The first 10 minutes we're walking through that woods, mm -hmm. we're arguing. No because way. Because I'm convinced that our tree is this tree. And mm -hmm. my husband is like, you're stupid. <laughs> That's not our tree. This is our tree. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, there's no way that I walked that far. Like, there's no way. And he's right. like, yes, you did. And, you know, me, I was getting ready the whole day. Like yeah. I wasn't at the venue putting stuff together. My husband was with his, you know, crew and they were putting stuff up and putting up, you know, putting the flowers out, putting the chairs out or whatever. So he's more familiar with the scenery. And I'm still convinced that I am right. <laughs> and he's like, you're fucking wrong, you crazy wench. Like, what is wrong with you? That's not our tree. So 10 minutes go by. Our daughter is like walking around like, you know, where's the tree? Where's the tree? And I'm like, it's right here. And Jake's going, daddy's right. It's not that. It's this one. So I shit, you know, I'm like, fine. I'll walk over to where you are. And then all of a sudden it was like it opened up. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's our tree. Oh my God. He was right the whole time. <laughs> he was like, it's been five years and this is the first time I've ever been right. Wow. <laughs> and it's a, it's something amazing to be right about, right? Yes. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yes. You are more familiar with what tree we got married, but yeah. Okay, Come on, whatever. husband. That's a good detail yeah. for him to remember. Yes. Kudos to did, husband. He lived it up the whole weekend. <laughs> so that was quite funny where I was just expecting this really romantic time. Like while we're walking through this special place and we're fighting and I'm like, fuck anniversaries. Like, <laughs> it's like, remember the time when I was right about the tree is what he's probably oh, saying. Oh yeah. 20 years from now, he'll be saying that. And I'll be like, oh God. You got to give him that win. And I know. kudos to him for actually yes. remembering. I mean, cause a tree can look like a tree. So <clears throat> that's impressive. He even pulled up the photo Oh, and was like, this tree is this tree and this tree <gasps> is this tree. And I'm like, Oh, shit. oh, he got receipts. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're wrong, bitch. <laughs> like, I got evidence. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Where's the Bloody Mary? Mm -hmm. <laughs> on to the mimosas, uh, honey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Um, but, yeah. So. Halloween. Let's talk about that briefly before Halloween. we delve into other things because that's coming up in a few days. Yes. Um, Which, what are you guys doing or what's so stepson? Stepson is going to his mom's. It's So it's not written in the parenting plan that we share Halloween, but it was an agreement that we made years ago um, that we would alternate years. So it's her year. Um, <laughs> he is really excited because... He is going to be Luigi. And when he started talking <laughs> about this, he was talking about how they're going to do family costumes with his mom and her boyfriend. Okay. And I just got so excited because <laughs> I want this boyfriend to work out. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want him to stick. 
and they usually expire around the holidays okay because they don't want to buy her presents mm-hmm. i understand and then her birthday's on valentine's day so they're like i need to get the fuck out between <laughs> either <laughs> october or january like that's my window right so I don't know. The way that he's been talking about them, I've asked him, like, buddy, like, that's really awesome. Like, are they, you know, do you think they're going to get married? <laughs> I'm, like, getting super in, into their shit by, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, trying to get extract information. But um, his, his, he's kind of delightfully oblivious to my questioning and is very genuine in his answers. And so I feel like I can ask him these things and he's not going to be like, why, what do you, you know, whatever, Um, which I'm fortunate because sometimes I do ask like, you know, are they, and he's like, no, they're not going to get married. And I'm like, Oh, well, why, why not? And then he says, well, because they're not like you and dad. Hmm. And I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I want to take it as a compliment, like, him and I are solid, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, I don't know what it is. But um, he's convinced that they're not going to get married. And then he told me that he doesn't want them to get married. Oh. Which I'm so curious because I want to talk to stepmoms who've experienced bio mom, you know, getting married or in a relationship, getting married and what that's been like in regards to like, if it's changed their family dynamics Mm -hmm. and how their, their kiddo has, you know, been impacted by that change. Because I feel like so often as a stepmom, like we're so careful about how we're impacting them. Like I want to hear, you know, how is the bio mom's step dad situation impacted because yeah he straight up said i don't want them to get married um i don't want us to live together he said i like going over to his house but i don't want to live there and i'm like oh there as in the boyfriend's house yeah oh okay so he may have the idea understanding that they would move there maybe yeah and i think i think understandably so like he has only ever known just him and his mom like she's had boyfriends that's come and gone and come and gone and he only remembers ever having me around. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know just him and his dad. That's so exactly. I can totally understand why he would feel a little ambivalent about that dynamic change mm-hmm. changing. So, yeah, that was just really interesting. But anyway, back to Halloween. Uh, they're supposedly having a family costume, um, which exciting. is super cool. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. Be I love happy. Mario, so I'm like, yay, <laughs> Luigi, Mario, Princess Peach, all of them. All of it. Be happy. Do your thing, girlfriend. Lock down a man. Mm-hmm. Get out of my life. Um, And then uh, we're not really doing anything, so I'm going to Oregon, um, and we'll be cele- celebrating Halloween at my mom's house. Yeah. I'll probably dress Nora up and give her some candy, and we'll watch a Halloween Charlie Brown or something like oh, that and fun. just kick it. She. She's only three. She doesn't really know. Um, so we'll do our little celebration. My husband will be at home. Or no, I think he'll be at his parents' house. So yeah, a low-key COVID Halloween. Low-key COVID Halloween. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So that's my quick update. <laughs> 
Well, that wasn't obvious. No. <laughs> I suppose it's my turn. It's your turn. So everyone is just like waiting like, Annette, where have you been all oh this time? What gosh. have you been doing? Well, I certainly haven't been on any extravagant vacation or no. some sort of And let's like... just clear the air right now. You're not pregnant. I am not. For those that um, <laughs> saw the stories yes. on, on Instagram. Many messages guessing that she's pregnant. We're just going to say that right now. Right. And said, oh, we are know. drinking wine, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Wine <laughs> is happening. Red wine is going on. So clearly I'm not pregnant, but I appreciate the love and the suggestion of that. <laughs> um, so, you know, here's the deal. Christina and I are recording from a new environment. Yeah. I guess we'll just start there, right? Yeah, sure. We can go backwards. Yeah. Let's go backwards. Um, and that new environment is my new apartment. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> um, so where have I been? Um, we're in October now. I'm, I'm going to yeah. try to think about this timeline. So for those of you that heard it, I'm going to say it again. We're recording from my new apartment, meaning... In the third person, Gannett lives on her own. I know that's huge. <laughs> so I'm going to pause and go back now. Retroactive four mm-hmm. months. Four, four months. Four months yeah. around this time. Um, it was mid to late June um, where um, my husband and I had a really big argument. And I, I want to preface it by saying that a big argument doesn't make or break a relationship, but it's small arguments that lead up to big arguments that are unaddressed arguments that resurface. Mm -hmm. And so all of that to say that um, my life and his life and my stepdaughter's lives, all three of our lives changed around, I think officially probably around July, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And um with that being said there was just some things that happened that led to a place where uh him and I were pretty much in a place of uncertainty with our marriage and in our relationship and um god it's just so much to unpack so excuse me for sounding like so, I don't know my story but yeah. it's like so i mean everyone okay so here's the deal um Gannett's living on her own yeah, and still going through the motions of this. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest reason why she hasn't been a part of the podcast is, you know, she's been needing her space and her time and energy. And um, so she is now speaking out about this um, experience and – um, while it's still happening, um, but I think overall we just, I mean, you're wanting to share your experience because mm-hmm. as it impacts other stepmoms, other stepmoms are in situations where you question the mm-hmm. relationship Yeah, and you're questioning if it's worth it and you're questioning, is this a blended family? And that's the thing that we have to question. Mm -hmm. Is this a blended family issue? Is this Mm -hmm. bio mom is being crazy? Stepmom or, you know, uh, stepkids are teenagers and they're running around my house. Like whatever conflict, whatever uh, unhappiness, unfulfillment, whatever it is, is it blended family related or is it 
foundationally your relationship related because if it's your relationship and that's preventing you from being able to effectively resolve the blended family issues, that's your problem. Exactly. And I think, um, as Gannett will elaborate on, just, you know, a lot of stepmoms are in the situation where they are trying to figure out what is best for them. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to navigate those difficult feelings because you feel obligated in a way or you are, you know, the and whenever you leave a relationship, it's difficult, but mm-hmm. especially when there are kids involved and just all the stuff. So um, how yeah. do you want to, <laughs> well, I think I'll piggyback off of that and that will lead me into kind of, um, the story continuing, but with the foundation and I've, I think I've said this before in episodes and I'm a firm believer in this is the foundation of the blended family should start with the relationship. Um, and the foundation of any family should start with the, with the relationship of the, the, the spouses, the partners, whatever that looks like, because, um, for us blended fa- members of blended families, spouses, husbands, wives, we enter the dynamics um, because we're in love with that person. And we've decided that the love and the relationship is strong enough to um, delve into it deeper. By that meaning we're, we're now going to take on the role of a parent, step parent, all of that stuff. Um, so there is a difference and, and both things can be true. You know, you can struggle in your relationship and you can struggle in your role in a blended family. Um, but but if your relationship is cannot sustain or does not have you don't have the tools within your relationship to keep that going or it's not healthy or it's not um, it doesn't have the components that are necessary for the foundation and then, then then the house will not stand. Mm-hmm. Right. It won't stand without the foundation. So with that being said, um, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of the content, um, here in this podcast and on my role has been pertaining to my role as a stepmother, but that's not to say that I haven't had challenges like any other person within my marriage. And, you know, um, speaking in, in specific about this specifics about this summer, there was something about what we went through that kind of was like the straw that broke the camel's back and that argument. And just that chapter sat differently for the both of us and something broke in the relationship and it was, um, a different feeling. And I can't speak, uh, on his behalf or give his perspective or what he saw through his lens. But, um, you know, sometimes as couples, we, um, we need to look at what we value, what our core beliefs are. And if those don't always align, then the rest of it is not going to flow as easily. And then you add to that, the, um, the complexities of a blended family with a high conflict in my situation, a high conflict bio mom and, uh, neglect abandonment and, um, hygiene issues, as y'all know, (laughs) you know, lice has, you know, been my theme of uh, specific problems with my stepdaughter. Um, So to get back to the facts about it, and this isn't, this isn't the easiest story to tell, which is why it's been a while because not only um, 
am I human? And I had to take the time that I need to process everything and to realize like how the hell is going on mm-hmm. and how much is changing. Um, but also it's not easy to, to be vulnerable and talk about it, even though, um, I'm vulnerable and talk have talked about and have spoken about my role as a stepmom, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to talk about how my role as a stepmom has changed. And so, you know, for going back to July, um, we're in a place where we're not functioning as a relation, uh, as two individuals in a relationship. And, um, you know, Christina and I are clinicians by profession <laughs> and I don't like to bring that in my home, but I want to bring it in my home when it's needed. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's um, hard not to. it's hard not to, especially when you feel like things are changing and, you know, you want to give everything, the benefit of the doubt, and you want to put your best foot forward and you want to give the opportunity to have those transparent, uncomfortable, vulnerable discussions within your marriage. But when you're not met with someone who is receptive and or a participant of any kind, you're left in the ring on your own. Mm -hmm. And when you're left in the ring on your own, then you're thinking, well, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, well, you signed up for a partnership like that's exactly intent. Yeah. And it's funny because when it, so in my particular situation, you know, I'm the doer, right? So I did a lot for my family, uh, of which I, you know, appreciated and would do it again if I had to, right? Cause that's who I was. And that's the role that I play. And if I love, I love hard and I'm going to protect those that I love. Um, but, um, it, it was almost like a kick in the gut because it's like, so now our marriage is on the brink, right? But so you're, you're not willing to go there because it makes you uncomfortable. And perhaps you weren't given those examples growing up, or you weren't given those tools of how to deal with this, or you don't want to do your own individual work, but you, you let me fight the good fight when it came to your crazy baby mama. Right. And when it came to all of the scenarios involving my stepdaughter, at one point, her sibling who we were caring for in the last five years, like you let me get my hands dirty and just get in there and be solution focused and grind and be Gannett and, and be, his and his family and his family and all that. And and then it's like, cool. So I have I have the capacity and the tools to do all that. But when it comes to our marriage, we're going to separate that. We're going to table me being a step parent and just table him being a parent for, for a moment and say two individuals at one point fell in love. And they have this whirlwind romance. Things go fast. I get introduced to this life. You and I have talked about it. We go both feet and hands Mm -hmm. right in. We dive in. Um, And, you know, these men are like, oh, you better thank you, universe. Praise God, whomever Uh you want to thank. Like, here I have this capable woman. And it's it's almost like our part. And I I only want to, I know we're not alone in this, but. I'll only speak to our two people mm-hmm. that it's like they saw us and they were like, cool, I can sit back now. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. She's got this. She's capable. She's strong. Right. She's smart. I, she's got this. Now I can like mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like, no, bro, I'm here to support you. Right. And you can relax, but when it's time for me to relax, I'm going to need for you to step up Yeah, because I, it's okay for you to relax. You can have a week or a couple of days, but then when I'm telling you, I need you, like when I, you know, in, in this moment where I'm thinking my marriage is really, you know, at the end of its rope, you didn't step up. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't meet me halfway. 
And um, it put me in a place of hurt and it put me in a place of just like, I felt like, um, why wasn't he fighting for you? Why, why weren't you fighting he... for me? You, you utilized, and I hate to use that, but that's how I felt. And that's how, that's, that's what I'm still going through. Did you utilize my capabilities? Mm-hmm. Um, and separate from being, from my capabilities of like being a stepmom, but just who my, who I am as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do my very best for the people that I love more than I do for myself. And it's like, well, now that I'm telling you like, this is too much and you need to step up and you need to actually, you know, think about the issues that you have and, you know, the issues that we have as a, as a married couple, um, they shouldn't be this, um, this difficult. I always say in a relationship, a relationship should be hard, but it shouldn't be that damn hard. Mm-hmm. And if it's not hard, then you might want to think about it because I feel like I'm, I'm up for a good argument. Mm-hmm. I'm up for a good, you need to get out of my There's face. There's a healthy amount of hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sleep. I'm not talking to you before I sleep, and then the next morning we might figure it out. But if it's too hard, then you want to question it. So, mm-hmm. all of that to say that um, we had that, and there was a moment where you know we're going back and forth about figuring it out. In July, uh, is the month on July Fourth when I, you know, my father passed away on that day. So there was a time frame around that where I was very vulnerable and I felt like you know, I was open and raw and we kind of were like, oh, you know, we'll, maybe we'll just forget about the crap we're dealing with because you want to be supportive to me and be around my family and all of that. And that lasted for, I would say a good 72 hours, mm-hmm. maybe three to four days. And the, at that point, something else happened. And it was, it was almost like an eye opener for me. Like this is a pattern of, just, um, something that I don't think is okay. And so when I say that, it's like, okay, we, we didn't address what happened before we forgot about it. We tabled it because the focus was, um, this period of time where I, you know, I get into my specific place grieving my father. And so it almost, it was like, he took advantage of that and was like, oh, she's going to forget about the problems. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is we, we, we deal with conflict differently. Right. I and I would like to address it. I may not address it at the perfect time or the perfect day in the perfect way, but I want to address it because if it's not addressed, it will come back. Mm-hmm. He, and this is patterns that I've learned through seeing his family of origin and their dynamics is let's go ahead and brush it under the rug and let's just move on and, and let's eat dinner. Like, you know, we don't, we don't have any issues and we're just gonna move on. That doesn't mm-hmm. work in what yeah, world? Yeah. Not for me at least. That's, yeah. So let's talk about like brushing it under the rug where right. you, I mean, it's essentially a coping skill that people have, mm-hmm. but when you're in a relationship and you're constantly having the same argument over and over and over again, right. and it's not repaired and there is no communication about what happened. You're not figuring out like why it went down this way. What do you need for me? How can we prevent this from happening again? What do you need to meet, you know, for me to make this better? Mm-hmm. Like if it just, if it never gets resolved, it just gets, you know, brushed under the rug, but then there's layers mm-hmm. and layers and layers and layers mm-hmm. until you have a mountain. mountain exactly. <laughs> and a mountain will erupt. Mm-hmm. It becomes a volcano at some point because that unresolved shit, re- it breeds resentment. Mm-hmm. It breeds hurt feelings and not being seen. And mm-hmm. especially as stepmoms, when we're trying to communicate to our partners, like, 
look, I am opening up to you and I am being vulnerable and I am telling you what I need and what I want and, you know, whatever it is. And this wasn't even about blended family. Like, you know, I said, like, is it a blended family issue or is this a, you know, deeper rooted, this is who you are as a human being and I don't know how to communicate to you and I don't feel safe with you. Mm -hmm. Because if I share something with you, it's going to get blown up and then Mm -hmm. we're never going to be able to talk about it. Right. Right. Exactly. And we just need to move forward in his approach. And it's like you said, that's so dismissive. It is. And that is the the one word that I think about during this chapter is I felt very dismissed. When you talk about resentment and hurt feelings, I mean, it was on his time with what he wanted to discuss. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair because not everything that comes onto the table is something that we want to discuss. You know, but when you enter a partnership, a marriage or, you know, a relationship, that's kind of what you sign up for. Ideally is to say, like, we're going to talk about some hard stuff, especially when we're in a blended family, because you know what? I've had to talk about a lot of hard stuff that has absolutely nothing nothing to do do with with me, (laughs) nothing to do with me, nothing to do with anything I've had to do deal deal with prior to you, but things that I've helped you with. And Mm -hmm. so like now I'm asking you to help me with this. And like, you know, I think about a a perfect example of a time where I felt a lot of resentment and and feelings hurt is, you know, I talked about my father a few minutes ago about him passing away from pancreatic cancer, um, stage four, late, you know, late stage in discovery and things were crazy and abrupt and it rocked my world. And my husband, you know, unfortunately his father was diagnosed with cancer. And at one point they thought it was a different form of cancer, but. And this is while you guys were going through all yeah, this. Yeah, this is while we're going through it. We're not even on speaking terms. We're just, you know, uh, maneuvering around the home as if we're roommates mm-hmm. because I want to have a deeper conversation. He wants me to move forward. This There's a lot of surfacey shit. My stepdaughter's coming every weekend, wink out. I mean, things are awkward. But the moment his father gets diagnosed with, um, you know, this specific cancer, he comes to me very vulnerable, tearful, and I'm providing all of the support and love that, you know, I feel I want to provide him. I table as a wife, as a friend, as a companion, as someone who's been there Mm -hmm. and who has received it and, you know, knows what, you know, would, would be needed and helpful during that time. Um, so, you know, I, I put everything aside and said, you know, this is, this time is non-negotiable. This is something that's huge. Um, and so I want to be there for him. And, you know, I want to be there for his father. And so I'm, you know, just trying to provide any kind of advice or, you know, advocacy that I have experienced in, you know, being right there in the front lines for my father and being the primary advocate with him for him. Um, and, you know, I felt I felt good about that. I, I, I didn't care about the other stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right now he needs... He needs me. And so that was my focus. And, you know, things got a little better in terms of like um, them wanting to do additional testing. And so everyone was a little bit calmer in his family. My husband was feeling calmer. And so I thought this is a good opportunity to actually talk about some of the things that him and I are going through because, you know, right now it's, it's awkward. Like we weren't speaking a couple of days ago. And now that I'm supporting you around this, this big, you know, change in your family for and specifically your father um yeah i just i got dismissed it was like no i'm not talking about this shit you know and and i i felt like somebody punched me in the stomach like i just got you know the the fucking rug pulled from under my feet it was it was it was so sad you know and it just sounds like 
It just sounds like he... I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to like, you know, but it just sounds like he wants you and knows he wants you and he needs you when he needs you. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he can depend on you. Right. In shit. He doesn't know how to handle. Mm -hmm. He never knew how to handle his bio baby mama. Mm -hmm. He never knew how to handle the shit with his stepdaughters. Mm -hmm. He, or his stepdaughter and his, daughter. Mm -hmm. He never knew how to handle a lot of things. Right. And here you are a very independent, confident, capable, powerful woman. And he's like, cool. Mm -hmm. And here you are again being like, and that's the shitty thing is that you would do all of this stuff for him out of the love in your heart yeah. and that you are in it to be his partner. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he realizes that that's a two-way fucking street. Yeah, it has that, to be. And that that is, I, I, I don't like the word expectation, but essentially it is where it's a commitment to the other person as well. Sure. Where it's not just what can you do for him. Mm -hmm. So you turning to him being like, okay, like, can we talk about our marriage? Like, that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's why I'm supporting you. Homeboy, I'm not here for your baby mama, and I'm not here for your kid, and I'm not here right. for your family. Mm -hmm. Because all of them have been pretty shitty to you. Yeah, yeah, they have, exactly. Outside of my stepdaughter, everyone else has been shitty to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't owe any of them anything. I, I feel like, I hate to use the word obligated, but I am committed to this role because mm -hmm. of, of the love I have for him. And you just wanted him to step up for you. Exactly. Or and for the both of you. Yeah. And say, this marriage. is, this is what's important and I'm going to fight. And you know, it's not, it's not all about you. Yeah. Like, didn't he owe you that? Exactly. Like it's who, who, whoever told you it's all about you in life mm -hmm. sold you a dream because I'm going to tell you that dream is going to turn to a nightmare. And that's kind of what happened for us. It's like, I'm going to take it for so long to where I know I'm a strong person and I can handle a lot, but you know what? Um, everyone has their threshold. Absolutely. Yep. And, um, and he should never have pushed you there. Exactly. And I, you know, you give it time and you can only feel like you're unheard, unseen, dismissed, whatever word you want to plug in until you feel like, am I going to regret all of this time and lose myself because I'm trying here mm -hmm. more than I ever thought I would, you know, because of the love you have for someone. And you think that because of the love they have for you, that they're going to try that hard. Mm -hmm. And some people just don't have the tools. And I feel like he didn't. And so in learning all of this, I was getting no progress. My feelings are getting hurt because I'm getting like utilized and like, Oh, this is happening with my father. This is happening with you know, the kiddo. And then when it comes to what I need, it was like, we're not talking about it. Move on. Let's just go. So I suggested the idea. I'm like, you know, we're not functioning as a married couple or as individuals in a relationship other than when you need me. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on if we separated environments? Because I'm feeling broken. I'm feeling like I've been waiting all of this time to have an opportunity to think about having an ours baby. And not only did I feel like I didn't have the space, but now I feel like I don't even have an ounce of a corner to just even think about that as an idea, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, what are we doing here? And he just kind of looked at me like it was 
I don't know. I was blowing smoke or whatever. So I said, let's table it. I'll come back to it in a week or two and let me know when you're ready to have the conversation. So you got to put the ball, put the ball in their court. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't come to me. So I waited. It was a week and a half. And I, I brought up the conversation to him and he just kind of looked at me and was like, well, I thought that's, that's what you already decided. So without any conversation, without any, yeah. Hey, like, let's really talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to hear what you are feeling and what's going on for you. What do you want? What do you need? Like no conversation. Right. And he was like, well, you're just going to throw in the towel now when things are getting better with our stepdaughter or, you know, with my daughter, my stepdaughter. And I'm like, Couple of things. First of all, that's not the whole fucking problem. It's not the problem. Boy. The kiddo is not the problem. Your past is an issue, but it's not the problem, the primary problem. But I have a couple things to break down with that. One, not only did you hear what you wanted to hear and came up with your own conclusions, you didn't ask me follow up questions. You didn't express your concern about what that looks like. What the hell I'm even talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you're just going to move out? What do you mean you're suggesting a separate? separate environments. What does that look? What the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, but you've made up your mind. You've, and now you're coming at me with defensiveness around this as if I've already made up my mind, made up my mind for us. Right. Cause it takes two in a relationship. I suggested the idea and I said, we should think about it individually. We're, We're already not communicating. So how do we think about it? How do we connect with, I know what I'm doing, whether it be my friends or whether it be my own individual counseling or whether it be my mother, whomever I'm confiding in and supporting around, supporting me around this, I know what I'm doing and the work mm-hmm. I'm doing around this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, so there's that. And then there's, you're going to throw in the towel after things are getting easier. Who the hell said things were getting easier? <laughs> I mean, really, can we just talk about this? <laughs> Core stuff is not done. Mm-hmm. And I said, I looked at him and I said, Really? Because I'm pretty sure she showed up with lice just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So tell me where in the fuck is it getting easier? Just curious. Mm-hmm. Enlighten me. Because, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, for shits and giggles, just tell me. Mm-hmm. Not that that's right now. Things are so crazy and tumultuous. Like it's just right. lice is but, like at the but, bottom of the list. But entertain me by telling me how things are getting easier. His definition of easier mm-hmm. yeah. is that we had a week where she didn't have lice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a win. Mm-hmm. But in the bigger scheme of things, is that a win? Mm-hmm. It's a when temporary you've been dealing win. with it for how many years? I mean, four or five, four and a half yeah. to five. I mean, I don't even, I can't even count. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's been the norm. And what I don't like, again, what I don't like about that statement mm-hmm. is he's not taking any responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because what has he done to make it easier? Right. If we're talking about what not having lice, mm-hmm. then who's been the one making the appointments and who's been the one right. for four years? Yeah. Who are is elbows deep into that girl's hair? Exactly. Who who has been the one encouraging him to make the court stuff right. happen and writing all of and the documentations the, and getting all that together, writing the emails, keeping him accountable and not letting that mm-hmm. woman walk all over him. Mm-hmm. It's getting easier because of all the work that you fucking did. Right. And just, I mean, down to the core of it. I mean, like and all of that, when, when I, when I say it to my friends and my family and they're looking at me like I'm that shit crazy, it's, this is, this is in my, in my world, this is what you do for people you love. Mm-hmm. You fight the good fight. You know, you grind to the bottom. You know, that's what you do. That's because 
because in a perfect world, that's what you expect people to do for you. You know, you right. just, they got your back. You got their back. You got your, you have their back. They have your back. That's how I was raised. And that's how I thought um, my partner would be. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when it came down to the nitty gritty, I didn't see that. And so within that conversation and hearing the ridiculousness of, well, you're going to get throw in the towel when, sh- when shit's getting easier. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not. I'm, That's telling. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. And then to just to brush me off and say, well, I thought that was a decision you already made. I took that and I made the decision that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that day I said to myself, Can I, you, you, you can't fight in a ring by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't fight in a ring by yourself. And I don't deserve to. Mm-hmm. And all of this that I'm giving, I am capable of, but also deserving to receive in return. If not at the same rate, but at to, at some degree, mm-hmm. right? Because reciprocation doesn't always look the same. So I, I'll say within that week, I started looking for places. Within two weeks, I was blessed with an opportunity for a nice place mm-hmm. and a great it's environment. so cute, y'all. <laughs> like... It's so cute. And this girl, she struggles to like spend money on shit, but I am just so proud of you. Look at this nice ass couch. Yeah, when it comes like I don't <laughs> buy all the expensive purses and bags and and clothes, but like when it comes to things that I don't know. When it comes to things that I know are going to be meaningful to me, like mm-hmm. I don't you were like the reverse Maria Kondo. Like you actually buy things that will bring you joy. I'm yeah. like everyone who just buys shit and then they're like <laughs> Going backwards, like, does this bring me joy? Like, yeah. you know? Yep. And here's yeah. what I will say, too, is I normally would think to myself, like, I should have, the next step for us was ideally to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. And the next steps would have been ideally to have an ours baby and all those things. That that didn't happen. And when I found the apartment and I said, I'm going to make this decision, and a lot of it was, I'm a doer, right? So, like... I've done a lot and I felt like what else could I do? And then I was hurt. So I led. Mm-hmm. So you take those, you take all of those ingredients and guess what? You, and then you take a person who already has um, a lot of strength from just what I've endured upbring- in my upbringing. You're going to get, a, I'm in overdrive. Mm-hmm. You're pissed off. Gannett. I'm pissed off <laughs> and I'm going to do, and I'm going to fucking do it mm-hmm. tough and I'm going to do it good. And I'm going to fucking do the best that I can to make sure that, you know, my place that I'm going to transition to is what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I don't need to buy all of the most beautiful things to make it, make it my perfect place. But I said to myself, I'm going to furnish my apartment so that mm-hmm. when I come in, mm-hmm. you feel like it's it home. feels good. Yeah. And it's like, I'm proud of it. And mm-hmm. yes, Yes, what I have in here is prettier than what I had in my old place. And I put more thought into it. And I feel so fucking, I mean, like, I don't even care. Materialistic, materialism is not something that I value. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel good when I walk in here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. Because this transition is not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's still not easy. And it's been... We're, what, October 27th today? So it has been two and a half months, literally, since I've been on my own. So I found the apartment, got the, you know, all the inner workings of how that works, which is a brand new, well, it's not brand new, it's a reminder, because we've all lived on our own before. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so two and a half months and I feel like I'm still making it my home, slowly decorating it up, slowly adding the, mm -hmm. you know. So what? hold on, before we get to where you are now, mm -hmm. I do want to hear a little bit more about what that process was like in packing your shit and <laughs> where are you at right now? Like, what was it like with your stepdaughter? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that part is um, was the, the most difficult part because even within, like, deciding that I was going to move out and the actual move out was difficult because um, him and I aren't functioning um, like two adults in a relationship, but she she wants me to function like her stepmom and us to function like a partnership or a family. And... Um, I just, I, I couldn't tell her and he didn't want to tell her because I, I asked him, I said, what do we do with her in terms of she's going to notice the shift, right? Mm -hmm. Because we had one week on, one week off. And so, and he just looked at me and said, don't worry about her. Well, I'll figure it out. And that's where I'm like, okay, so now, so now you're going to pull the bio card, mm -hmm. the bio parent oh, card. So, God. and that's where, that's where I had to just say, oh my God, this is where I have zero control. Because if it were up to me, I would sit her down and say, me and daddy are just, you know, going through a couple of complicated things, but like you and I, you know, let's, you know, whatever I would have said, I would have at least addressed it in whatever kid language right. was you appropriate. You would have respected her in the way yeah. that she deserved. Yeah. So it made it awkward. It made it really awkward. And so she would want to be around the both of us, be around me specifically, but we weren't comfortable being around each other. And, um, I remember the week before I moved out, she was supposed to be there and I battled with it. Cause I'm like, how do I say this to this little girl? How do I tell her that her world is about to get flipped upside down? And, um, he took her to his parents' house or her grandparents. And I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just a plan. I'm not sure we weren't in communication, but that's great. If he took her up there, fine. But she wasn't around. And then. Uh, mind you, this is COVID, obviously. And so he decided to tell me two days before that he was leaving to the Midwest to visit some of his old military, or not old military friends, but military friends from when he was in the military. And um, it made it so that the timeline of when I was moving out, which was on a Friday, um, that he wasn't going to be in town or even in the state, right? So I was like, okay. So you're going on a trip, which is really weird in the middle of the pandemic and mm -hmm. how much he was concerned about that. But I also understand that you didn't want to be around mm -hmm. to did watch he know, move out. Did he know your move out date? Mm -hmm. okay. He did because I let him know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so here are the facts. Like, I'm moving out. This is the date. And he just kind of looked at me like, oh, okay. Um, so he tells me he's, you know, going to go visit so-and-so and so-and-so in the Midwest. And I'm like, okay. So mind you, my stepdaughter's not there either. And so like this whole week, I pretty much have the place to myself without him or her. And all I'm doing is packing and just, you know, processing and grieving. And mm -hmm. I didn't get to say goodbye to her. And obviously him and I, like, um, you know, we didn't say goodbye to each other. He didn't say bye to me when he left for the airport. I knew he was leaving because I see him packing and what have mm -hmm. you. Um, so what I ended up doing to make a long story short is I, I wrote her a letter, I wrote her a card and I didn't go into too much detail, but I just let her know that, you know, when she comes back, I won't be there. And, um, 
that I love her. And that I'm proud of her. And sorry, and that I will always be her mama. And if she ever needs anything, that to ask her dad to call me and to, I told her, I said, always dream big because you deserve it all. And everything that I told her is true. She's so smart. And I told her she's so beautiful and that I think about her every single day. And it's true. And it was just unfair because that's not what she deserved. And I wish I could have done it differently, you know? And so... It's funny because here we are two and a half months later. I'm like, I don't I don't even know if she got to read that card or if he read it to her. I mean, like she's right. six, almost seven at the time. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, she can read, but she can't read that, you know, right. well. And, and can she understand all of the things that I'm saying to her? So, um, yeah, so I, I haven't seen her in, I guess, almost three months now. Mm-hmm. And she... I worry about her and I think about it every day because she, they don't, they don't talk to her by they. I mean, my, you know, my soon to be ex-husband, I guess, my husband, whatever, however you want to call it. And her biological mom, they don't talk about things with their kids. And so I I don't even know what, what she knows or Mm -hmm. what she understands. And it wasn't until recently because things have just been crazy for me that I reached out to him and, you know, we've talked a little bit over text. About keys and storage. Keys and storage. It's been like literally a handful of times. Logistics. Like, people are like, has he reached out to you? And I'm like, no, not at all. It's so awkward. It's like we're never married. Um, Yeah, keys and storage. But I, you know, I was, I always think about her and I bring her up a lot. And I was talking to a friend a couple of nights ago and I just said, you know, God, I, I cannot shake this little girl. Like, I just wonder how she's doing. And I just love her so much. And I put so much time mm-hmm. in her into, into raising her. And, and, and she, she influenced me greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, what um, she endured was never her fault. Mm-hmm. You know, her lice and her neglect and her, you know, we don't, we don't get to pick who our parents were. Mm-hmm. And that's not her fault. But, you know, like and I she just. She was. She was very attached to you, and she... Yeah, that's my girl. She... Yeah. Loves, loves you, and mm-hmm. you were such a support to her, and she knew that. hmm And it's so unfortunate. And that's, you know, bringing it back to the listeners and stuff, just... It's so unfortunate when we're in these positions where we feel like we have to make a decision for ourselves, knowing that these kids are going to be impacted Mm -hmm. and not only have they already experienced a separation before maybe they don't remember it or wherever yeah but you know they get attached and we she was never the problem no it was her mom exactly and it was you know the relationship you had with her dad where Mm -hmm. it it was you know this complicated thing that Mm -hmm. is so far beyond her you know understanding i mean we're still trying to understand it yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely but it's you know it's i know so many stepmoms have reached out 
to me, um, who are experiencing what you're experiencing, mm-hmm. who are separated or who are contemplating mm-hmm. and their biggest fear isn't the loss of the relationship mm-hmm. with their spouse. Yeah. It's, can I, is it appropriate to continue a relationship with my stepchild? Yeah. And that's the real fucked up thing about being a stepmom. And that's what's so vulnerable and scary mm-hmm. is that just like you're experiencing, we give and give and give and give and we can be married and have that commitment to our partners but we have no legal rights to the kids that we're raising Mm -hmm. we have no say in what happens after you separate from their parent right they have complete control and it doesn't matter that you think about them every day or your heart hurts or you're thinking about you know halloween and like Mm -hmm. the last four five years planned Halloween and, you know, uh, the excitement of just, I'm, I'm using Halloween as a small example of like, you know, the, the little things that you think about where you were already thinking about what that kiddo needed and how right. to make this holiday you special were, for them. You were in that mom role yeah. for so long, mm-hmm. thinking about the mom things and thinking about caring and loving and yeah. nurturing a child mm-hmm. and... Yeah. That's... Yeah. And now you're like, well, I all I can do is reach out and say, hey, I've been thinking about her. And, you know, it was very quick and, uh, you know, simple response. But essentially he's saying that, you know, she misses you a lot and she wants you to know she thinks about you every day. And it's like, but, and that's, and that's good to hear. And, and I think about her every day, but then it's like, then what? Right. Then what? I just lose this kid. Right. That I've been involved with since she was two and a half years old. Do you think that you would ask him for time with her? I think based on the text exchange, like I said, it was brief and respectful. I think it was an opener. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't want to push it yet. Mm -hmm. But I think based on him being honest with me about how much she does miss me, Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me a little bit of positive hope that he would be open-minded and separate what we're going through. Um, and give something good to his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, um, you know, kids just, uh, they just need all the love and support and, and positive influence that they can get. And mm-hmm. I know it's weird because I can't be her stepmom, and I, I have no idea what the future holds for Jason and I, but, um, what, I can't be in that same role for her. So I know it'll be confusing, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it would be nice to see, see her to have the conversation with her and, and to reassure her because a lot of kiddos want to place blame or just, there's a lot of confusion. They don't know what to do with that confusion as to, you know, did it have anything to do with her, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I don't know what that looks like, but I'll, I'll take what I got for now. Mm-hmm. And I'll sit with that. Drink. Cute drinking wine. <laughs> so it's been several months. Mm-hmm. Where are you at right now? Where, you know, emotionally? <laughs> I was going to say, that's a loaded question. <laughs> You're like, I'm on my floor <laughs> with wine, girl. Like, <laughs> we're hanging out in my apartment. Um, where, where, where is G headed? I don't know. That's a big question. That's a great question. And it's a loaded question. But 
day by day, baby. I'm comfortable enough to say, I don't know. Um, and here's why, because, um, a lot has happened in a short period of time. I feel like it's been a longer time because of just how complicated things have been and how emotionally taxing this transition can be for so many reasons. Um, and I had a friend say to me the other day, it's about time you started breaking down. Mm. And I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Those are some true words. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was waiting for it. Because. You're a Scorpio? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and how I operate is I have a mission and I'm going to accomplish that mission. And now that the mission is accomplished, I'm sitting in my feelings. I feel like you are very cerebral Mm -hmm. until your emotions finally are like, hey, homegirl, we're here too. We need to manage this. Right. This is happening. Mm -hmm. The logistics have been, you know, completed for now. Like what Mm -hmm. else is there? And then, then are your emotions. And you would think that as a practicing mental health professional, (laughs) I would know this in my stages of grief. It's hard to apply it to ourselves. Exactly. You you can't always practice what you preach. Um, So to answer your question, uh, it's a day-by-day process. I have good days. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of bad days. Um, But um, I think the biggest thing is that I'm just focusing on what life, what the bigger picture is. Cause all of this happened for a reason. I'm a true believer in that. I, I do believe that, uh, for me, I believe God has a plan and I'm, and I'm waiting to see what this reveal is going to be. It was clear to me that that relationship was too much to continue at the time. So right now, all I can speak to is Taking care of Gannett, which has been a very, very long time of just taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I went from losing my father, grieving, taking care of my mother, my other family members, and then met my husband. And so the last almost seven years has been consumed with Damn. not me being anywhere near a priority. And so I don't know what that looks like. So I'm in a very much time. discovery it's phase. time. And it's crazy. It's hard. It's hard, though. I miss my family. I miss being in a family unit. But I know that this is all supposed to happen. And it feels like um, I just need to heal from a lot of things. So I take it day by day. I have a great support system. I'm so thankful for my friends. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing me. I'm getting my glow up on. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm getting my glow up on. I'm doing me and just, you know, having a good time and... Can I share okay. when you text me? Uh-huh. So like we talked about earlier, Gannett is not like a material person. Y'all know, if you know me, <laughs> that I am not a material person, but homegirl, <laughs> homegirl likes to shop, all right? I like okay. to shop. I okay. like to shop. I like okay. my TJ Maxx, and I like my home goods, and I like my Target, and I like my free people. But anyway, I digress. So <laughs> I get a text message that's like, Christina. I need to go shopping. Will you go shopping with me? Yes. Sure did. And I'm like, like emoji, 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 emoji. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been waiting forever for this. Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's go. So I did. And I told her, I said, when we get there, I was like, 
you have to make sure uh-huh. that I buy. And this we're, we're clothes shopping, right? Clothes I'm shopping. like, I have to leave with a couple of items. That was the requirement. <laughs> and then what did we leave with? We left with matching shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did. We were split up at the store, and we come back with the same olive green shirt, and it's a good shirt, too. It is a good I'm shirt. I'm like, a bitch, you know, you did it. <laughs> but I love it. I was like, that's why we're friends. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, and then, so we did clothes shopping. We did makeup shopping. Yeah, we did. We spent a good penny that yeah, day. Yeah, we did. That was and fun. And I'm like, I, so I've held her accountable uh-huh. to once a month uh-huh. where I have to go buy things for myself uh-huh. because I'm an experiment, not experiment, experience. Girl, so I love. Mm-hmm. I'll spend money on traveling and all this. But I was so things. proud of you the other day. You went and shopped at Victoria's Secret and I got did. you some sexy stuff. I did <laughs> for me, myself, and I. Uh-huh. I did. I was like, listen, Victoria's Secret had a sale, honey, and <laughs> they had satin pajamas, and I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to satin pajamas because I want some new cute pajamas. Just because sometimes what you sleep mm-hmm. in makes you oh, feel yeah. good after a nice bath or shower. And then I got myself a very expensive candle, which I don't be really doing those kind of things. But I'm like, it, these days, I just keep thinking to myself, look how life t- can can turn out and embrace the day to day. And if something if something truly brings you joy, yes, like an overpriced candle, yes, that's lavender vanilla scented. I I come I come into her apartment. And I'm like, where's the candle? Yes, it? she's like, it smells so good. I was like, you'll thank my very expensive candle. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's great. And I, mm-hmm. and I love that because mm-hmm. I know when I walk into my home, I want it to smell good. So it makes me feel mm-hmm. good. So I think the biggest thing that I'm doing right now is taking care of me. And mm-hmm. not only is it unfamiliar, but it, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm happy to be in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it, it's not an easy road, but it's a, it's a road that, you know, I have to travel and you just got to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. So every day is different. Mm-hmm. so yeah well we're here for you yeah we're here you for are. you baby i know you are <laughs> and all the and and everyone that's like you know yeah reaching out reaching and so, out so that's the it's other thing great. you know if you have um thoughts or well wishes or anything that you want to send to connect go ahead and email us at radical stepmoms podcast at gmail.com and Gannett would um be happy yeah. to hear from you yeah. Um, we know that mm-hmm. this is a topic that's going to happen in right. blended family life. Um, stepmoms are not immune to divorce sure. uh, or separation or conflict with your spouse where you're questioning absolutely everything. Um, and I feel like, you know, we need we need a space for those women too. Mm -hmm. And we want to be that space. Um, and so we do intend on having a future episode with other stepmoms who have navigated this. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we don't want anyone to feel alone, even in the darkest, most uncomfortable feelings you can have. Um, so if you, are searching for some type of support during this time um if you're having those those feelings too we are always a place where you can yeah absolutely come to um for that support yeah this isn't easy no and and it's also a reality for a lot of people Mm -hmm. stepmoms are not and so like relationships aren't 
always, you know, what we hoped for them to be or how they worked out isn't what we planned and all, all of those things, but we're human and we're just navigating life and, um, there are going to be some good times and some rough times. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to do this together and it's it. I tell myself it's going to be okay. And I look forward to the next chapter Mm -hmm. and that's what motivates me day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all. As usual, we kept it real. (laughs) We have like what? Um, we're, we got a little bit more wine to go. Yeah. 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 So we're going to debrief and, um, I'm just looking over at that tub of, of peanut butter cups that I'm just going to open my Halloween candy jar. Stop recording. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you everyone as always for listening. We appreciate you, um, so much. Absolutely. So, um, reach out to us on Instagram, email us. Um, we love to hear from you. Be well and stay radical. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Bye.